Welcome to the Retail Economics Podcast, the hub of unique, independent and illuminating insights on all things consumer and retail. Welcome to the Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. It's designed to accumulate the latest key updates related to the fast-paced UK retail industry. My co-host and I will cover the latest top-line updates from the past week. Starting off with results in the food and grocery sector, Virgin Wines recorded a 122% year-on-year increase in EBITDA to £1.75 million in the six months to 29th December 2023, resulting in a profit margin of 5%. In other news, retailers rolled out more competitive pricing this week. Sainsbury's revealed it had invested £220 million in prices this financial year, with the Aldi price match covering its largest ever range of 550 products and Nectar prices additionally covering 6,000 products. And Marks and Spencer rolled out a new set of grocery price cuts, with reductions on 200 items. There were also some key employment-related announcements this week. Morrison's replaced its four-day working week with a four-and-a-half-day working week for 2,000 colleagues, effective from February. The new scheme does not alter the total hours worked per week, but means that working on Saturdays is no longer compulsory. Meanwhile, Lidl is investing £37 million in staff pay, which will result in 26,000 hourly paid colleagues receiving a pay rise. And Aldi plans to create up to 500 apprenticeship roles this year, with applications already open. Roles will span stores, buying, logistics and HGV driving. Elsewhere in the sector, Asda plans to open 21 new convenience stores by the end of January, adding to the 17 stores that have opened in Southampton, Cardiff, and Clapham, London. And Morrison's is set to reach a £2.5 billion deal with Motorfuel Group, also owned by Clayton, Dubilier and Rice, to sell its petrol for courts business, with a formal agreement expected next month. Meanwhile, Aldi won its high court battle with Thatcher's, having been accused of infringing the trademark of the drinks company's cloudy lemon cider in November 2023. The claim was dismissed by the court on 24 January and the co-op plans to increase its number of members from 5 million to 8 million by 2030. It comes as membership numbers increased ahead of expectations, rising by almost 15% on the previous year. Now let's move on to the clothing and footwear sector. Starting off with results, Birkenstock recorded an 11% increase in adjusted EBITDA for the full year to 30th September 2023, with revenue increasing 20% in the period. Average selling prices rose with strong revenue growth across regions. Primark saw overall retail revenue increase 7.9% on a constant currency basis to £3.3 billion in the 16 weeks to 6 January, while like-for-like sales increased 2.1%, driven by higher average selling prices. Quiz posted an 11% year-on-year fall in sales for December 2023, which it attributed to inflationary pressures affecting both online and in-store traffic. However, Gross margin performance for the period remains consistent on an annual basis. Dr. Martins reported a 21% fall in revenue in the three months to 31st December. Revenue from e-commerce and DTC channels fell in the period, with an even sharper drop in wholesale revenue. The retailer attributed the performance to unusually warm weather conditions and a weak consumer backdrop in the USA. And Puma saw full-year sales increase 6.6%, with EBIT falling within guidance. Sales fell by around 4% in its fourth quarter, which the business attributed to the weakening Argentinian peso currency, although EBIT within the quarter remained in line with expectations. In other news, Boohoo is reportedly set to close its Northamptonshire distribution centre, which was opened in 2021, with 400 jobs at risk. 
it follows last month's announcement of the closure of the retailer's Wellingsborough distribution center, which put 420 jobs at risk. And THG's tech business Ingenuity Commerce is partnering with UK-based sustainable fashion retailer Omnes to create growth through acquiring new customers in the UK. The business currently works with brands including Pentland and On Running. Elsewhere in the sector, the charity Super.MKT, a pre-loved fashion department store concept spanning five charities, will open in part of Phoenix's former Bond Street store from 9th February following the retailer's departure from the site. The pop-up will run for a fortnight, using fittings and hangers from Fennec, as well as items donated by other designer brands leaving the site. Meanwhile Boohoo Chief Financial Officer Sean McCabe stepped down with immediate effect on 23 January, having served in the role since October 2022. He will be replaced from 19 February by former CFO of Kazoo, Betfair and Zoopla, Stephen Marana, and Vestiaire Collective launched a crowdfunding campaign on 23 December, aiming to raise at least 1 million euros as it looks to become profitable by the end of the year. Moving on to household goods, Procook committed to pay all staff at least the real living wage, offering a minimum of £12 per hour to all employees, with London employees receiving a minimum of £13.15 an hour from the 1st of April. DFS recorded a 1.1% year-on-year increase in group order intake in the 26 weeks to 24 December, 2023 as a result of weaker-than-expected demand, which it attributed in part to weak footfall during warm September and October weather. The retailer cut its full-year revenue forecast as a result. And B&M Chair Peter Bamford plans to retire this year, having worked in the role since March 2018. Bamford will continue in the role until he has handed over to a successor, with a final date for this yet to be set. Now let's move on to department stores, marketplaces and specialists. Starting off with employment news, John Lewis staff face the possibility of smaller pay rises arising from proposals to give senior leaders more control over performance-based pay increases as part of the retailer's turnaround. And eBay will lay off around 1,000 employees in the USA, the equivalent to around 9% of its workforce. It follows a round of job cuts in February 2023 which saw 500 employees around the world lose their jobs. In terms of staff changes, Marks & Spencer appointed Rachel Hyam as its chief digital and technology officer, effective from later in the year. Hyam is currently chief information officer at British multinational WPP. The retailer also hired Mark Lemming as managing director of its international business. Lemming is currently supply chain and logistics director for Marks & Spencer Clothing & Home. In other news, JD.com is partnering with Every to provide UK and European brands greater access to its 600 million customers based in China. With an initial focus on beauty and apparel, the partnership aims to connect JD.com's e-commerce capabilities in China with Every's European delivery network. Halfords posted a 1.6% year-on-year increase in total revenue in the 13 weeks to 29 December 2023. The specialist recorded an increase in sales across its motoring category, while revenue in the cycling category fell with the retailer attributing this to weaker discretionary spending. That's all for this week's news update. You've been listening to The Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from retail economics. Let us know what you thought by posting a review or rating on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed this show, remember to follow us, and tune in again next Monday for the latest updates. Sign up for more insight, including reports and thought leadership on all things retail and consumer at retaileconomics.co.uk. Thanks for listening.